When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. G&G to the rack. And one. Still waiting for that. Double G with the rock to the rack. Count it. And a foul. You just need to be a little more patient, man. I was so anxious for it. You know what? I've been waiting since last week, Grody, to hear it again. I know you have. So that's why I'm here. They they paired us up, and we both light up. (laughs) That could be the day. Could be. Again, when I visualize that that sweeper from Chuck Swirsky, shout out to Chuck for doing that, I, 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 I just think of a... Like, like you're following me or I'm following. Like, it's we're running into each other. So it's not even an and one. It's just like we're two idiots jumping at the rim and we don't know what's going on. Like, that's how I, that's how I see it, that's, you know? That's G and G. It's like a Puerto Rican kid, white guy. We're yeah. just like, I don't know. Right. Wow, a couple of wannabes out on that court. That's <laughs> Maybe it's G and G to the rack and one. But like somebody else is going to the rack and we're following them. <laughs> and one on us. Yeah. That's I yeah. You guys yeah. actually hashed this out in real time on that show. I gotta find yeah. the clip. But I, you decided you decided I think Rody was the, the assister and Gabe was the scorer. Yeah. That's the that's the positive version. And then you know, there's the self deprecating version. Right, right. Like. Let's call like it that. best case yeah, yeah. scenario. All right, it's Gabe and Grody hanging out with you guys till nine o'clock. You know we are an interactive show. So please feel free to text in. Also uh, we're going to open up the phone line so that that way, as you're hearing Mark Grody talk about his time at the Combine, any of the stuff that he heard, maybe you think I have a bad opinion, whatever it is, uh, we are going to leave that open for you because we definitely want to make it uh, just that. But we are going to start the show the way that I always do at 6 o'clock. It's called the Trifecta, three top stories that have been living in my head rent-free all day. Three, that's a magic number. going to third, he will slide, he's got that's a triple. Number three. Number three story, Groats. Two quarterbacks in the NFL have gotten updated designations. On the heels of deals for Derek Carr and Geno Smith, uh, two more quarterback dominoes have uh, subsequently fallen. Lamar Jackson receiving the non-exclusive tag from the Ravens and Daniel Jones signing a four-year, $160 million deal with the New York football giants. First, let's talk about Daniel Jones. 10 mil more than Derek Carr got yesterday. Do you feel like in your NFL mathing that that makes sense in your Mm. your NFL abacus? I guess age-wise it might, but on the overall, I do think Derek Carr right now is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. That's why I asked. But I'm really happy for Daniel Jones like this guy it felt like he was on his way out of New York, and he reclaimed his career with the help of a new head coach. So 
good, you know, good for him. Good for you, him. Do you think that the Giants are going to regret this deal? Where you look, you look at the body of work for Daniel Jones, and you say to yourself, "This isn't the guy to take you to the next level." Something similar to how the Raiders felt about Derek Carr, where they said, "You know, this guy is good, but he's not going to take us there." And I sort of kind of feel that way about Daniel Jones. I want to, don't want to hate on him, on, you know, after signing this deal. But I'm just thinking, like, when I think Daniel Jones, I don't think, you know, immediate top 15 quarterback in the NFL. I agree with that. Okay. I mean, I think that he is to to that team as several other, like, yeah. mediocre, mediocre quarterbacks <laughs> right, 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 right. are like to, to their— here, here, Here's a really good example, actually, as Kirk Cousins— is okay. to Minnesota. Now, Kirk Cousins is pretty good. But better, better than Daniel Jones. Maybe that's what they're thinking for Daniel Jones, that, that he could get to that place. Because it's oh, a I different place. You know what I'm saying? Like, can, like can get there. Kirk Cousins gets a lot of crap, and he probably should because he has never won the big game. I mean, he still hasn't. True. But he's been a very good quarterback, and you're allowed to be in that class of very good quarterbacks. Well, here's, here's the thing with Kirk Cousins, though. He's either a top ten quarterback in the league or he's a bottom five. It's and you never know what you're going to get with him. Uh, in any given game, he could be terrible. Is my point? Yeah, I mean, but hey, I would have taken their record last year in a playoff loss. It just would have felt good. Um, speak. So now that he signed Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. the four year, hundred and sixty million dollar deal, we can then backpedal to the quarterback that I mentioned initially, Lamar Jackson. Like, what does that say for him? Like, if I'm Lamar Jackson and I see Daniel Jones sign a four year, hundred and sixty million dollar deal, I'm like, bro. The brain. I need. I don't need a Brinks truck to come back. I need several Brinks trucks to back up. I mean, what do you think he's thinking after seeing uh, several of these deals kind of go down? Oh lately? yeah, I think he's like saying, "See, like asking his organization, really, really, you, you, Daniel Jones, they're playing ball with him, Derek Carr. Come on, man. man. So I think that it probably it probably hurts the relationship between the two sides even more." But it also, I think it actually helps Lamar Jackson. Look, look, look what other, look what these teams yeah, are doing. Look obviously. what's going on here. Do you think look Lamar Jackson's happening. more likely to go to the Atlanta Falcons, who might open the checkbook for him, and then, or, or the Baltimore Ravens? Because if we're talking about who's going to pay him, right? And if he gets the opportunity to go talk to another team, Atlanta just might be like, here's all this money. And then the Ravens might be like, yeah, we don't want to pay all that money yeah, to Lamar Jackson. I think Jackson. That'd, be, that'd be a great spot for him. And, right? and, and again, like all of this, it would help. The Bears, because you keep on having guys go to teams with higher draft picks like Atlanta and all of these other teams. I mean, the Derek Carr signing, that opens up, you know, the, I'm thinking of Seattle now, because Seattle was the other team that was supposedly bidding right. for Derek Carr. And so now they're, they got two picks in the first round. They, they got, they are in a spot where they got to go get a young quarterback. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see here's, what. Here's the thing, guys, real quick. I don't know if you saw this, and I, sorry to interrupt, but mul- like, I've seen multiple people say that the Falcons are not going to be pursuing Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, uh, it could just be smoke, but I'm just making sure where you have the updated information out there. I love it. Lamar Jackson, maybe going to the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. All right. Let's go to number two. Number two. Give me a little break. Spring training update here because I think it's important, Groats, because nobody really cares. Like, really, unless you're like a diehard baseball fan, you don't really care about spring training, right? Because there's so many games, so much everything. So, but you should get an update. You want to hear stuff. You want to hear stuff. You want to know what's going on. Yeah. A Sox put up two in the first, knocked off the Brewers five to two. Some standouts. Lance Lynn threw four innings, got the victory today. While Oscar Colas 
went two for three with two runs. That that bodes well for a lot of Sox fans out there. As for the Cubbies, they gave up, they gave up four runs in the first, but managed to come back and beat the uh, Texas Rangers uh, nine to six. Some standouts for the Cubs. Uh, Sergio Alcantara went two for three with three RBIs and a stolen base. That's a guy that's going to be leaned on uh, this season. And then former Seattle Mariners catcher, catcher Luis Torrens, Venezuelan. So, Speaks, I know you didn't think the Venezuelan was going to have their guys playing, but they got some good guys in the league. He went two for two with two homers today. I mean, that's just, that's just hard to do. It's one thing to, to smack a home run, you know, off of a major league pitcher. It's another thing to do it uh, two times and when you go two for two. So, uh, shout out to the Sox and the Cubs. Getting their victories today. That's your little baby spring training update right there. Number one. All right, this one's been living in my head because once I saw it, I thought to myself, I got to talk to Grody about this. Tom Brady loves cats. And he uh, sent out a tweet today. He says, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. First of all, are you a cat person? Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many cats do you have? Just one. Oh, okay. Dave the cat. So not really a cat person. Cats are cool. No, I I just have a cat. I do not like cats. I do. Yes, I am a cat person. I like cat. I love I love dogs too. Like I always say, dogs yeah. make me emotional. They're they're so cool. Really? They're just such beautiful animals. <laughs> don't cry now. No, seriously. <laughs> I, they I don't necessarily cry, but they just sometimes they give me goosebumps. I could see that because they're just such. They're so friendly. They're so they're just so good. I love what uh, what Coach Eberflus said about cats. He has two of them named Anna and Elsa after Frozen. Uh, but he, he, when talking about dogs, he's like, I just don't, I never want to go walk my, walk a yeah, dog. Right, right. It's a lot And of I work. live there. I, I yeah. live in that space. My the cat, look, Here's one thing about the cat that not a lot of people know, and, and I had to learn it for the first time. I have a cat as well. And Studs, damn, we're the cat show. Yeah. All three of us have cats. I got two cats. Uh, two cats? Nice. Okay, see? I'll tell you, like, I'm the only one here that really loves cats, though. That's the way I, don't I feel. love Okay. My cat, I just I have a cat, yeah. right? So because I have a daughter, same thing. But the coolest thing about cats that if you don't have a cat and you don't really have never been around, you, my sister told me this when I first got the cat. I was like, dude, what am I supposed to do for potty training? She's like, no, you literally put the cat in the litter one time, and then the Is cat it? will always know to go into the litter, and that's it. That's it. They'll find, and hey, if even if you move it, like I had my yeah. cat. When I was at the combine, I had to drop uh, the cat off at my parents. Yeah, and brand new house that doesn't know where anything is. You found the box. Like that is no problem. Unreal. It's all like, good. How can you compare that to a dog that poops and pees oh, everywhere yeah. in the house? And house it's just like, here's the thing. Like I told you, I love dogs. So this is never. This is never me saying no. anything to disparage Same. dogs. So understand where I'm coming from. Cats are cool. They're fascinating to watch. It's fun to watch them attack stuff. The way they play. <laughs> like they they are. You know they are related to. Tigers. That is their closest yeah. relative. So I, I I don't get this like thing where you you gotta be a girl to like like what Eberflus was saying. And God, I'm gonna have to talk We're to Eberflus about We're this. I am getting defensive <laughs> because it, it was like they're saying, oh well, you got chicks in your family, so you got that's the only yeah. way you could have a cat. It's I think cats are masculine animals. They come from the tigers. They're hunters. They're nasty. They're awesome <laughs> and I'm beautiful. Like on this, like I I grew up with like had a cat and a dog, had a cat, and then we had a dog, and so I've always been around cats. And it's like I don't understand why people they're sleek on them. They're beautiful. There can be, I will say, and there they're are, hilarious. There are more jerk cats than there are jerk dogs. So I, well, think yeah, that's, no, I think I, that's I, why. I get that. Like, I'm not going to try to defend personalities of yeah, cats. It, like, just, you have to be a certain kind of person. You have to be a person who is is very open to a lot of things. I think that people who hate cats are just sort of shallow. Quite frankly, yeah, they need they want it to come to them. 
Yeah, like like yeah. the guys on part of my take said, they think it's a red flag. I think it's not. I, think mm. I, I disagree with that. I think but. the guys on part of my take need to open their yeah, open their philosophy their up heart. a little bit. Open their up heart. their heart. Open their heart. That's what there it is. is. All right, that's your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic right here on six seventy, the score. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Hanging out with you guys. Shout out to everybody that's listening to us on the Odyssey app. Make sure you download that thing. Tons of great stuff on there. Like Mark and I going on our go live last. That was, was that awesome. Last week? Yeah, that yeah. was last week at uh, the combine. I think it was two yeah, nights, Tuesdays actually. and Wednesday. We did we Tuesday did and Wednesday where we just went into a room and we said whatever yeah. we wanted to for an hour. Make sure you download yeah. that so you can get exclusive content wherever you go. Got also got a shout out everyone listening on our HD two channel one hundred four point three HD two HD two crew. All right, I was. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll ask my question about my cat. I have a problem with my cat. And well, it, we're still it, talking about cats. And that's what I'm saying. I'm going to save. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidebar it. Right? We're going to talk about it during the break. But I just want you guys to be thinking, my cat just keeps attacking. Like, sometimes we got to put him in the basement because, like, my wife will be walking to the kitchen and he'll just, like, attack her. He'll, like, be sitting next to my two-year-old and just, like, pounce on her out of nowhere and bite her. It's just, like, we'll, we'll get so into that. Is, it, is this, like... Uh- an aggressive or like a playful attack because sometimes it's a it's a it's a I t- try to tell my wife and my kid that, that the cat's playing you know but like because when he does it to me I'm just like yo kids chill out and then I keep walking but like when they do it they're like oh my god put away the cat it attacked me you know and I'm just like really? all right fine yeah uh, I, I know yeah. some people say that that's like odd and but well, anyway again we'll get we'll get into that later. okay I don't want to live okay. there it could be like displaced aggression it depends on how aggressive it's been. one more question how old is yeah, cat sorry. That's all right. Maybe seven okay. months. Oh, oh, it's a kitten. Or no, maybe older. Than, okay, it's not a year yet. Oh, so okay, you got a you got a kitten, dude. Okay, I didn't. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't okay. know. I've never had okay. a cat before. All right, that's why I ask you guys. We'll, we'll talk about. Okay, all right. Sorry. All right. It studs anything else? Okay. No. That's <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> we can move on. Speaking of, Mitch is going to yell at us if we keep talking about cats. Speaking of pussy cats, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. They're saying that some members from the Jets have uh, made their way to his, uh, his, his, his you know, in, in, in his face so that that way they can talk about some stuff. Great. What? Do you, uh, great. That's great for you. Great. Yeah. Keep the drama going. Get him out of the and, NFC and, North. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of us fell for it last year that he was going to be out of the NFC North and then he signs his big I deal know. and that he was back Jeez. and all the drama. So I don't know. I do feel like it's to some degree I'm falling for it when I get my hopes up. But of course, I mean, there, there's nothing but good if Aaron Rodgers leaves yeah. the division. I mean, the, it's simple math. The, the thing I think about the most, Groats, is like, you know, you, you need to win another Super Bowl to solidify your legacy. And you are literally putting yourself in the worst possible position by going to the AFC where there are countless teams that are very good and you have to somehow leapfrog them in order to get to the Super Bowl. Whereas in the NFC, eh, it's not as hard. And so that's the one thing where it's like, okay, I get it. This team wants you. They have talent, right? But... I don't know. You're doing yourself a disservice by going over there. Why don't you just do the LeBron thing? Stay in the East, you know, just like stay in the NFC so that that way you can, you can do that. But I mean, don't you think the only reason he stays in the league and does not retire is so that he can win a Super Bowl? And or, or, or do you think he's saying to himself, Patrick Mahomes doesn't matter. You know, Josh Allen doesn't matter. I am Aaron Rodgers and put me on a team with some talent like the Jets, good defense, you know, capable wide receiver is a young rookie running back that is really good and you know he feels as though they will then be the front runner like what do you think when you 
you know, take that into consideration. I think, of course, I think he wants to win a Super Bowl, but I don't ever, I've never got the feeling that Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm all about winning Super Bowls. Like, and maybe some of it is because he was Well, when satiated. you don't win it, you're, you have to come up with some other narrative. Uh, I guess right? so, but no, but he won a Super Bowl. So I think people forget that. Like, there's this whole narrative out there that they've failed because they haven't won multiple Super Bowls Absolutely with this have. team, but they won, they won, they won a damn Super Bowl. You know, you, you, know it's a, you know, it's a problem if they hadn't won a Super Bowl. That's worth talking but they, about. No, but because, they've won a Super Bowl, yeah, but, and they've kicked the Bears' asses every single year that Aaron Rodgers has been with true, the team. True, true, true. But but Aaron Rodgers, without a doubt, should be in the discussion of some of the best quarterbacks ever. Absolutely. But it's hard to have that discussion seriously when you've only won one that's, Super that's Bowl. That's ridiculous. He, he's it? won a Super Bowl. What about Dan Marino? I mean, that that's where that exactly. that's the that's a guy you talk about. Like he he was great. And and never won anything. I mean, he did yeah. win some stuff, but yeah. you know what I mean. He never really won. He never won the big one. I, he did. It's hard to win Super Bowls. It's really freaking hard singular, singular. to win Super Bowl. But uh, but no, I'm saying in general. <laughs> okay. In general, oh, it's saying. really hard to win Super Bowls. But not so this the- idea that oh, we're always talking about. Oh, he's only won one. That that's no, he won a damn Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers won a Super Bowl because of Aaron Rodgers. If you want to say like that's going to hurt his legacy, I don't know. I I would reference I back to all the MVPs he's had. That, that, and that's what I'm saying. If you are the best quarterback, right, at the most important position, you should have more Super Bowl rings. We're not talking about some guy that's a top ten quarterback, a top five quarterback. Even we're talking about someone that is arguably the best quarterback in our time, obviously sans uh, Tom Brady. But outside of that, it's him. So so you say to that, to me, when I think of, like even now, people are talking about the fact that Patrick Mahomes could win multiple Super Bowls. Why? Because he's the best quarterback in the league, right? So when I think of Aaron Rodgers, and yes, he's beat up on the Bears consistently. So to me, I'm like, this guy, bro, he keeps killing us. And then it's like, you know what? He should have won more Super Bowls because he is that great. He's not, he's not as great of a winner as Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or anybody that's won multiple Super Bowls. But to to look back, to say, let's say he retired today and people are going to be having arguments and debate, at least you are, sounds like, I, having I debates am. about legacy because he won one Super Bowl. How many MVPs? He And like to say, again, I hate that I'm even saying the word only. He won a Super Bowl. That's fantastic. <laughs> Does it suck that he didn't win more? Yeah. It's like the cut. Does it suck that the Cubs didn't win more? Does it suck that the 85 Bears stopped at 85 and didn't win? Yeah, it blows. But, like, I hate the idea that people okay. take that away from them and don't even count that okay. when only so many teams ever win the Super okay, Bowl. Okay, okay, that's fair. I, I hear your argument in, in, in that it's difficult to win the big game. But he didn't even get there. He got there one time. That's the one time for the one time. Like, that's part of my argument as well, then. If I want to add a second on there, a 1A, is like, okay, great point, Grody. You can't, you can't hold a guy to winning Super Bowls because he won one, and that should be there. But he didn't even get there. If you're, like, MVP status and you're the best quarterback, that's all. Like, at least get there. At least represent the NFC. Because after that, you got the – after he won it in 2011, then you got the Giants, the Niners, Seattle. Great teams, by the way. Two Seattles in a row. A Carolina, an Atlanta, a Philly, a Rams, and like, like, where's another Green Bay? Where's another Aaron Rodgers in there? So that's why I say, like, I think that he feels in his heart of hearts that he needs to get to that place again in order for him, because 
Oh, I think he needs to shut people up. Yeah, right. it sounds like it. Right, right. right. That, I mean, there's no doubt about okay. it. So maybe I'm just yeah. bashing him. Not, not maybe. It could be. Not I, maybe. Not maybe. I'm just bashing uh, him. And this puts me in an uncomfortable <laughs> position because you're, you're defending him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like him out of the division. Yeah. I don't necessarily like Aaron Rodgers, and it would be good for the Bears and all that. So, but I just the conceptually, and I've had this argument with other people, the the idea of diminishing somebody or a team or an organization or a player in this case for having only won one championship or whatever yeah. sport it is, it crushes me. And, and I have had okay. this this debate with people about the eighty five bears because that's like low hanging fruit for people for some reason. <laughs> you know, right. this great Fair decade enough. of football has to be has to have that little tarnish on it. So yeah. All right. yeah. I do love the conversation though. It's a good it's that a great a conversation. Right I was there. really good. It was, it was cordials. Yeah. Too, you know, I don't hate you. You don't hate me. Yeah. It's like we could do that because, you know, we love each other. We're lo- I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna need okay. you guys yeah. to hate each other a little bit more. Yeah, we yeah. shouldn't give it. We, we shouldn't need, give that away. I let's just let's just do like the hot talk <laughs> shows. But no, that was a, that is a good. I mean, that's a hot button yelling topic. Yelling over each other. For me, yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It's getting close to fisticuffs. Oh, Gabe saw that coming from. You know? <laughs> yeah. he, I need to have to separate you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do that. So we'll put Grody in the in the update studio the rest of the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I, I'm not. Don't, how dare you pigeonhole me as an update guy? You guys are gonna go at it. All right, he's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. Uh, on the other side, as Mark Grody mentioned, he was at the Combine, and I have a few questions that I have to ask him, man. It seems like the storylines for the Combine changed every single day. They were headed in a ton of different directions. Um, but, but again, we got some important stuff. I want to know uh, what, what, what was his biggest takeaway, and, and more importantly, did he talk to anybody on the side that might, that might have uh, you know, pointed him and pushed him in a direction that he might think uh, the Bears might be headed in. We'll discuss that on the other side. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
yeah, you have to get through this week because uh, at the end of the day for us in our process, it's a little bit of a numbers game in terms of, you know, where you can go back to and still get some of the players that you're interested in. So we'll get through this. I think the biggest part of the combine is, is the medical um, on top of spending time with them and getting to know some of these players. So we'll do that, finish up this week, huddle up when we get back to Chicago and uh, start making some decisions. Is it your preference to move down from one if you can, assuming you're not going to you know, use that pick on a quarterback? Yeah, it could, it could be. I mean, we're going to evaluate it. You know, there's also the scenario where, you know, there's some really good uh, players that aren't quarterbacks that, you know, might impact our locker room, our culture, as well as being impact players on the field. So we have to weigh all of that before we make a decision. Ryan Poles chatting with ESPN right there about the draft combine, but why hear from Ryan Poles when you can talk to a guy that was actually there doing the actual dirty work? You know, Ryan Poles is just, you know, shaking shaking hands and kissing babies over there. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. The way you looked at me, girl, you're like, no, okay. no. You no. do understand he was working. No, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> um, I, I hear what he's saying, you know, Groats, when, he, when I hear that statement, I can't help but to think back to my conversation with Cole Kubelek, who, you know, calls games for the SEC Network, former offensive lineman for Auburn, and how he spoke of Will Anderson. And he talked about, without you know being pushed in a particular direction, how you know Will Anderson is a guy that can change your locker room. Outside of what he can do on the field. He really highlighted and spent two minutes talking about Will Anderson, the player, the human being. And so when I hear you know Ryan Paul speak about guys that can you know change other things, like I feel like that's in my mind, in my in my bear fan mind, that's why I think he's talking about. Yeah, I, I, the only thing about Will Anderson is I don't necessarily think he's a generational talent like Jalen. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I think Jalen Carter is closer to that, but I don't look at Will. What Anderson makes you say that? What makes you say that? And though? say just because he, I mean, he he's not the biggest dude in the world um, to start with, and I think that we just haven't seen that monster force. Out of Will Anderson, like that undeniable mm. thing. So I'm not saying like that he's not worthy of no. number one overall or top five overall, but this is not a guy that you look at and say, un- no doubt about it, slam dunk, number one overall pick. Wow. He's not that guy. I don't he's think not I've, that I, guy. that's the first time I've heard, you know, something along those lines about Will Anderson where they're was that a a topic of conversation at the combine where where people were like mm, Will Anderson? Mm. Yeah, there, it was, and wow. there's some, there's some people. That's big. This is big. There, there are some people who definitely were like absolutely. He's a he can be a number one overall pick, and then I heard from people who said exactly what I just said that he while he could be a force in the NFL. He is not necessarily a generation. I mean, that's a big word too that I'm using. No, no, no. Generational talent. That just because he's not that doesn't yeah. mean he can't have a very successful career in the NFL and play with a team for eight to ten years or whatever and get into double digit sacks four or five times. But I'm just talking about the idea that we've just hearing these names like Will and we're talking about Will Anderson right now. This is not like extraordinary powers of like there's no yeah. doubt that like, you've got to get this guy like people aren't going to move up to get will anderson necessarily okay but and i and i hate to like put it that way because he's still i think he could could still be great just not this generational unbelievable three contract player it's funny you say that because my big fear right with the bears trading down and you know going to four is that oh well the, the cardinals are going to take will anderson 
because he's the best, you know, he, he's the generational talent. Like, as the casual fan that listens, right? That listens and reads. And, and so, but when I hear you say that, then I think to myself, well, man, what, what if Arizona doesn't think that either? You know, what if they have someone else on their mind, like a Tyree, you know. Uh, Tyree Wilson. Yeah, Tyree Wilson, yeah. where they say to themselves, this guy's a guy who I would prefer. Or maybe uh, give me the guys, or if you got it, the guys, the tight end from Georgia that, like, everyone's talking. He watches tape, and he, he pushed the sled 20 yards where everybody oh, yeah. else moved it, like, two yards. Bowers, right? Yeah. Is it Bowers? Or are you talking about the other tight end from Georgia? I'm talking about the one that went viral for being a man-child. That's all right. I'll look up his I don't name have his second. name in my brain I, I, at the moment. Either way, but I'm saying where Arizona could take someone like that, you know, as opposed to a Will Anderson Jr. Well, I think that part of this, too, is, and this, this heads into my calculus. You mentioned Tyree Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think or wonder, like, what other of these defensive ends might be guys, like, because you have to think about it that way. If Will Anderson, who I, I still think he's the best of the bunch, okay, but. I think that they may look at other guys as possibly better fits, like Tyree Wilson, Miles Murphy, the edge from Clemson, uh, Nolan Smith from Georgia. There's another Georgia guy on the edge, and then another guy. Like I know I'm I'm bringing it inside now. I love this though. But it, but an interesting. When I say inside, I mean on the inside of the line. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting. I love all this no, inside no, information. No, but, but a lot of this stuff is is stuff that I've been told. You know, I'm not just coming up with this stuff. Kalijah Kansi out of Pittsburgh. I don't know if you've heard that name no. or not, but he was a popular name at the combine. A lot of buzz about him. Played at Pitt, and here's why the your, the buzz existed because the comp, because it's an easy comp, is Aaron Donald to this guy. Ooh. Now he's not as good as Aaron Donald, but similar size. Uh, some, some speed and quicks. They both played at Pitt. So it's a convenient comp to make. But just remember that name, Kalijah Kansi. Wherever he ends up going, I think he's going to be a really good pro. And then another guy on the inside, too, who I was told to watch was Brian Brissy out of Clemson, another inside um, defensive lineman. So that that's what... That's why I, I mean I, I don't I'm not I haven't soured on Will Anderson I don't think anybody's soured on yeah. him and I still think he's the best of the bunch but there are a lot of talented defensive linemen that I'm learning about in this draft. Well, that's and, the good that's the good thing, right? You see people that are top heavy in those in, in those instances, right? Because because the Bears are are at where they're at in the draft, teams or we as as a fan base we are trying to look for the best guy that's out there. But of course, there's a litany of other guys out there that can make a difference in the NFL. You know that it will be drafted in the latter half of the of the of the of the draft. But you know when you mention guys like a Miles Murphy or a Kalijah Clancy, mm-hmm. I mean those are big names to be thinking about when you're looking at the Bears maybe getting more draft capital in the second round and being able to accumulate and stockpile guys on the defensive line that could help them out. Darnell Washington's the tight end from Georgia's name. There it is. There it is. uh, By the way. But but I love hearing things like that, right? I love hearing about other guys. Because look, okay, I'm on the radio every day talking about, you know, the Bears and stuff like that. But even I get, like, burnt out of the top two or three guys, right? And maybe that's what happened to me. That it was, okay, we've done a lot of work on two guys. No, I don't want that. On defense. And that that sort of – and so I have – you know, for better or for worse, I'm falling in love with other guys. Right. And right. again, I, I, it's important for me to say, I do still, still think Will Anderson is the top of the edge rushers. I don't know if I look at him as the guy that you would take number one overall, though. In I this like draft. that. Uh, he's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670, the score. The, the reason why I love the concept and the notion of hearing about other players is because the reality of the Bears, you know, trading out of the top 10 
has be, is becoming more and more of a potential reality, you know, in, in the present than it was, say, three weeks ago because of the Jalen Carter issues. I saw a mock draft today that had Jalen Carter falling out of the top 10. And in me, in my mind, it's hard to fathom a, a, a scenario where this guy who's so highly touted and people just assumed he would be top four pick regardless of what happens. Now, all of a sudden, because of what happened, and again, I've been saying this all week and last two weeks, shout out to his PR team for doing it the right way. You know, he goes back to the combine, and I want you to speak on that when, when he returns because I want to know what was that what was that like. But is there any possibility in your mind, seeing him, talk, being around the people at the combine last week, that Jalen Carter does fall out of the top ten? Top ten, no. Right. Top five, yes. Right. Yeah, that, he's, he's going to be a top ten pick. But th- this guy had a chance to be the number one overall pick. Yeah. So it's still going to blow for him no matter what. And as far as how it all went down, it was, you know, that, that day that the story surprised all of us. We're in like, this. When he, when he shows up, I just, I'm picturing him like, what's up, everybody? Like, nothing no, happened. no, no, no. We never up? saw him. Oh, I, I never saw him. Oh, I never saw him. Okay, okay, None okay. of us saw him because that at the Combine, we're in this massive convention room, got all the podiums set up as the way it is in the room, and then they put the Jalen Carter name tag out. You know, they switch uh, out the name tags. They put it out. So we're all jockeying for our spots around yeah. there. there. There's this growing group of people having known the news. We were under the impression still, despite what had happened, they kept telling us, the officials, we kept on asking, is he coming out? Yeah, he's coming out. He's coming out. No problem. And then finally, after waiting and waiting and waiting, somebody from the combine comes out. <laughs> And luckily, I was like on the side of like only six of us were actually getting this information and saying that he and five other players are in medicals and will not talk. And my question was to this person, this is pretty much it, wrote, I said, is is he going to talk to us at some point in time during this combine? And that official told me no. So, Matter of fact, the, yeah, no. <laughs> After all this, and, and they, in my opinion, they did a poor job. The combine of not getting on a microphone yeah. and saying, "Here's what's going on, folks." It was, it was a weird thing that they just sort of matter of factly. And yeah. I, like I said, I was just lucky to be on the right side of the massive group of people, so I was able to get the information right away. Did 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 he do any drills or anything? I don't believe he did. No, okay. I don't think he did anything. Okay, so he showed back up to show, to say so that he can he, say he showed. Back he up. met with people. Supposedly did meet with the Bears and mm. plenty of other teams. And I'm sure those. Con- well, no, that those that was supposedly on Monday. the The Bears spoke with him and other teams before he left. Yeah, before he uh, left. Yeah. So what a then, story. Yeah. What a story. It, it's crazy. And God, do you think the Bears will be because because you know when you think about bad press, right? People hate you know, bad PR and they try to avoid players and stuff like that. When you look at the bears organization, do you think they are capable of absorbing the bad press that could come with a, you know, with, with the potential of drafting Jalen Carter? No, really? No, I don't think so. I, so you told you don't think Jalen Carter will be a Chicago. I don't think so. I just, my gut is that Ryan polls, a second year GM with all these resources with potentially lots of good draft picks, he can't afford to screw it up. Like he does, he hasn't earned. Yeah. That. Well, he already had seven guys that got arrested in the off season before the season started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, and I guess that's a good point to bring up too, yeah. because that it, that does give you a little bit of an idea of Poles' philosophy, and that is second chances. I mean, same thing with True. Byron Pringle doing the donuts in the parking lot, yeah. and they were able to get past that. And yeah. Pringle was on the field when he was healthy, so that that's interesting that you brought that part up because it does give a look into Poles' philosophy on those things. But with something this splashy, this big, this important, 
I don't think that this GM in this situation ha- can ha- take a chance on doing something like that. Unfortunately, it so, sucks, but so, it's not. It just like you don't want that to be right. on your legacy when it doesn't have to be. All right, so let's say the Bears get a friggin' haul from the Carolina Panthers, are sitting there at nine, and Jalen Carter's still on the board at number nine. Yeah. <laughs> Then I take back everything I said. Bears. And- <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking me if I would do it or if oh, Ryan I love Poles both. I love, bo- I love both the questions. God, I don't know, man. You just don't know what else is in store. If he's doing, if Jalen Carter is pulling this stuff right now yeah. when he is semi-empowered, you know what I mean? Like he's a powerful guy yeah. in terms of his status and what he is going to become, and that is a a millionaire. So and then you come to Chicago and you're a megastar. Yeah, and you're a megastar in Chicago with all that cash. Like it just and and I hey man, I believe in second chances too. But can you afford to take that chance? Do you want to take yeah. that chance on your team if you are a fan? And it's tough, man. I'm sitting here thinking uh, about watching his tape and how deluxe of a player he is and how much he would mean to that. But I'm like, what if it's an absolute nightmare? And right away, Ryan Poles. Is like the we have to rip him now because he blew a draft pick like Ryan Pace drew all those blew all those draft picks. That hurts. So it, it it sucks to think about, but I guess I'd say no. I guess I'd say no at this point. Fair enough. Nine. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you might have changed some people's minds about Jalen Carter. A couple are things right here. A couple things here on the oh, text line here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will Anderson. Somebody tells me similar in size to Khalil Mack. Absolutely. That's true. Size ain't everything. Uh, Grody was Richard Dent considered generational? No, he was not. Mm. He didn't know that is very true. That. It, Hey, anything can happen, man. Will Anderson could become generational, and those are good good uh, comps for guys that weren't necessarily thought to be there. Yeah, Dick Dent was a seventh-round pick out of Tennessee State. Hey. Yeah. Hey, you can find him anywhere. I love the last one before we go. If Carter's still available at nine, trade back again. Like <laughs> Bears are going to trade eight, eight yeah, times yeah. if the fans have it their I, way. <laughs> I wonder how people feel, honestly. Like, and it, you know, We could open it up, too, at least on the yeah. text line, 312-644-6767. And the phone line. This is, a, this, is, yeah. this is an interactive show where we love uh, input from you guys that are listening uh, in the car. So 312-644-6767. If the Bears are sitting at nine, yeah. getting that Carolina Panther draft hall, would you take Jalen Carter? Would you take Jalen Carter? Of course, the answer is yes. All right, 312-644-6767. We'll take your calls on that or anything else uh, draft-related that you want to discuss. But on the other side, I am interested to hear what all the pundits had to say about Justin Fields and whether or not the Bears should you know, have done something with him. Or what, what, was, what were the rumblings at the Combine about the Bears and Justin Fields? Mark Grody will answer that question after the break. It's Gabe McGrody right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really feel, Ryan and I, that he took a big step last year. You know, he did a really good job of operating the offense. You know, you're learning a whole new offense. And then mid-year, he started to really take off. That was Coach Eberflus on uh, Good Morning Football. That was a great conversation, by the way. If you watch that whole thing, that's some quality stuff, man. If you get home tonight, make sure you go ahead and look that up on your phone. All right? It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Here till 9 o'clock hanging out with you guys. And as we mentioned, you know, Mark Grody was at the Combine. Gave us some really good insight on some some defensive players that maybe aren't necessarily on your casual fan radar. But if you go take a deep dive, some guys that can make an impact in the NFL. Um, But the Combine wasn't just about the talent that was there. I'm sure, Mark, that people that were outside of the Chicago market were curious as well 
as to what the hell is going on in Chicago with not only Justin Fields, but Brian Poles, the money. The, like, I'm sure people wanted an in-depth, inside look um, into this organization. So when, you know, when Justin Fields was brought up or when people were, you know, talking about the Chicago Bears, what, what, were, the, what were the conversations dominated by? It's one of my biggest takeaways from the Combine that Justin Fields did, as he should have, opened eyes to GMs, former GMs, scouts, everybody in the NFL, or a lot of people in the NFL that maybe weren't completely sold on him, but even even with just blasting away as a runner, so many people are now saying, yes, just get him good at mm. passing the football and he could still be a superstar and don't don't leave that completely behind the the running part of his game and I, and nobody's abandoning it but don't look at that as like this evil thing that you know you have to be able to be a superstar passer too you add good to your passing which was yeah. one of the biggest takeaways which was Chris Sims actually was the one that was telling me that you add good to that passing oh, wow. and it's it's possible that this guy could still be a superstar and Sims incidentally this was an on the record conversation said that you know he he told me I mean this is on the record and people who know Chris Sims probably know this that he was not a believer in Justin Fields and up now, until when uh, up until at this year up until this okay. year and he even said he's like man He's like, it's pretty ironic that I'm here supporting him when I just got crushed by people who, you know, didn't like my Justin Fields take. But he, but he was strong or confident enough, secure enough to be like, yeah, I, I, I'm flip flop. I'm flip flopping here. I don't know if I was wrong. And then from a player's perspective, and I get it. This is an Ohio State guy who played with Justin Fields. But my conversation with C.J. Stroud about Justin Fields said a lot. CJ, what did you think of Justin Fields' season, your fellow Ohio State guy? Yeah, I was proud of him, man. Uh, There's so many times you get knocked back down, but uh, I feel like a true mass character is when you get knocked down, how do you get up? And he's got up every time, and he's and he's and he stepped up to the plate, and he hasn't blamed anybody, he hasn't pointed no fingers, he hasn't anything. That, and as a human, that just shows you what type of man he is, and uh, what type of family he comes from. So uh, just knowing kind of him as a person, I mean, that's that's really cool, uh, just because. Uh, it's hard, man. You get hit so hard, so many times hard in the face. It's, uh, you have to make plays using your feet, and, and he ain't no damn running back. He's a quarterback, and he, and he can sling that rock. So uh-huh. I'm going to stand up for my brother every time, and, and he's going to do great things in his career, and I'm excited to play with him. That said, do you even think about the Bears at one? Is that a weird thing to think about? Because I mean, no, I don't want to go there. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's his team. So, uh, But, I mean, I think I got to do my I gotta do my thing. I got to go build my legacy, and I know he and he's rude to me. He texted me uh, yesterday morning, so uh, me and him uh, – our brothers for life. Grody, I've never heard a draft prospect say that they don't want to go to a particular team. Isn't that Ever. unbelievable? Ever. Like the the answer could have been, hey, we'll see what happens. It's a little weird because that's my guy. But I don't you know want to go there. Right, I don't want to go there. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, my God. I love that. And I can't wait to talk to Justin Fields. He's been, Justin Fields, that's my guy, man. That's my guy. He's not trying he to take my up. job. But it's like when you get praise like that from someone that worked underneath you, you know, that feels good, not only for Justin Fields, but as a Bears fan base. I felt good when I heard that clip. Yeah. And I thought to myself, this is awesome. Well, and then here's another one, too. We might have this as well. The the Jackson Smith in Jigba, mm-hmm. the, the wide receiver for Ohio State, essentially paraphrasing. He basically called anybody who doesn't think that Justin Fields has it all idiots. You're an idiot oh, wow. if you think that. That coming from the Ohio State wide receiver. I wouldn't think they're very smart. Uh, I would think they should do some more research, more film watching, more something. Do, do something different. Do that. He's a pocket passer. 
Yeah, he's whatever you need him to be. He's a great passer. Um, he, you know, has a great arm, great eyes, great vision. Uh, reads the defense very well. So, yeah, you know, critics. When you when you hear that, and you know, you know, most people have Jackson Smith and Jigba going twelfth to the Texans with their second first round pick, and like. Do you think that sways the Bears in any way to try to get him because they know what that potential duo could be? To have another conflict with this that maybe I shouldn't have, but Enigma only playing two games last year. Hamstring. It does bother me a little bit. Now, he was. But a hamstring. It's not like it's a I knee or a. I, 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 you know I, I understand that. But I guess this goes back to my fear. For Ryan, like I just feel like Ryan Poles has to slam dunk it. You know what I mean? Like it has yeah. to be a sure thing, and he might be. You know, like he may be a hundred percent and never look back. And this it shouldn't even be something I think about because he did have a great year the the year prior. You know, he was terrific in that year. Had the the Rose Bowl game where he had almost might have had three hundred yards in that game. It's a ridiculous amount. So and he might be the best all around talent. As as a wide receiver, you know Quinton Johnston from TCU. Love him. That's my favorite size, man. Six four. Yeah. Just, that's that's my guy right there. Because because it's him and then everybody else that's six feet tall. Yeah. Right. When you're talking about the top of the wide receiver, you know, chart, so to speak. Yeah, but the Bears. Hey, wait. Do the Bears have that guy though? Chase Claypool. No, I, that's why. But yeah, we talked about this. Do I we know. want two Chase Claypools and a Darno Mooney? Yeah. Or do we want one Chase Claypool and two Darno Mooney? And do you believe that Chase Claypool? will become what the Bears are depending on him to become. That's at least a good, productive wide receiver. It's almost like you read my mind, Groats, because you knew what direction I was going in for the top of the hour. And see, this is what we're doing. Phone lines are open, Kev. I see you right there. Um, everybody else, just hang on a second. You started to hear people, and please do not say a word because I need to get your input on the other side. You started to hear people on Twitter kind of put their tail between their legs and say, hey, maybe that was a good trade that the Bears made for Chase Claypool because of the lack of talent that exists in the wide receiver rankings for this year's upcoming draft. So I would love you to answer this on the phone lines. Do you think the Bears, you know, well, what you know, made the right decision? Because there's a lot of people that are upset at the fact that the Bears gave up the number 32 pick in the draft for a Chase Claypool. But do you think the Bears made the right move still at this point, now that you've seen everything on Twitter, read all the articles, or do you think the Bears made a mistake by doing that? I want your answer, and then I want Mark Grody's answer on the other side. 312-644-6767. We'll discuss Chase Claypool in that 30-second pick after the break. It's Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.